Admin Cubana coming back at you with another episode of the Unladylike Lounge podcast. Today I am joined by Yogi Aaron. Hey, how are you today? I'm doing really well. Thank you very much for having me here. Thank you for joining us. It is an absolute pleasure and an honor. And I understand that you have debunked some of what we know about yoga, muscle stretching, all of the things that we thought we knew. And as a massage therapist, I am so curious to find out what it is that you know. I, I, I'm ready for this conversation. I really am. Well, I uh, sometimes some massage therapists get upset with me a little bit. So okay. um, I, hope, I hope I hope that we can keep the conversation real and respectful. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. See, I'm I actually love yoga myself. That was my sure. first love before I fell in love with massage therapy. So anytime that I can learn something that's going to better my practices in both areas, I'm all for it. So I am here. I am ready to learn and listen and listen and learn, let me say. So what is it that we can we can learn from you today? So um, I started yoga when I was about 18 years old. And very shortly after that, like when I was 18, I threw out my back and I had real bad back pain. And it was the first time that I experienced being debilitated like that. And it took me probably about 25 odd years before I finally figured out exactly what was going on. And there were a lot of clues along the way about why my lower back went out, but nobody really knew the answer to it. Okay. Um, Like a lot of people in yoga, I started stretching more to get over the pain and the pain would go away and I would feel a little bit better. But, you know, keep in mind that I was also very young. Right. So when we're young, our recovery time is, is very quick. I mean, we see like with gymnasts, gymnastic, uh, Olympian gymnastic people who, you know, they're 16 years old, 17, 18 right. years old. Of course they're going to recover quickly. But as we get older, the recovery time became slower and slower. Mm-hmm. And finally, right around the age of, I was about 45 at the time, 44, 45. And I actually ended up in the hospital. Um, The doctor saying to me, the orthopedic surgeon saying to me, like, oh, we're going to probably need to fuse your spine, the lower, you know, the lower back, your vertebrae in your lower back. And (laughs) the mouth that you just made is exactly the mouth that I made. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? (laughs) No, that is way too, like... First of all, nobody wants to have their their spine fused ever, no. but especially that Serious young. surgery. Serious surgery. Yes. <laughs> no, absolutely not. So yeah. please tell me that there was another another option. You didn't have to go through with that. I have not knock on wood had to go through with that surgery yet. Thank okay. thank thank the Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So I, um, but, you know, I have to kind of back up a little bit in the journey. So when I was around 31, 32 years old, a couple of things, other things started to show up in my body. My knees started crapping out, which was really hard on me because I was a huge, am a huge uh, hiker. I love being in the mountains and yes. I, you know, I also love to push my body in that way because I, it's a very gentle, but yet 
you know, powerful way to kind of strengthen your mind and and that sort of indomitable willpower we have. But, you know, with painful knees, it can become very hard, especially when you need, you know, a cane to walk for several days afterwards. Another big thing that sort of happened was my neck went out and I started developing searing, searing, searing knife-like pain that would shoot in my neck and then go down my arm into my fingertips. And so, the, the, you know, again, this is like the thing that just is crazy is like, you know, the, the thing that was causing it that I didn't realize at the time was my, you know, the physical asana yoga practice. And, um, and the thing was, is I kept doing more and more yoga to deal with that pain. Mm -hmm. So, Anyways, but I met this guy, his name is Eric, and Eric is kind of a physiotherapist, massage therapist. Um, He's also got his chiropractic license, rolfing license, but he started working on me. And the very first time he worked on me, I went in there, you know, in tears because I was in so much pain, like nine out of 10 pain. And at the end of the session, he got me down to like a one out of 10, two out of 10. Wow. Yeah. And I, you know, I've been to massage therapists, of course, because massage therapy is, you know, great. And it was just, but the thing was, is that it never really dealt with the pain itself. And so what Eric, you know, I kind of tried to fish out of Eric what he did. Um, It wasn't until a couple of years later that what I started to find out that he was doing on me was this process called muscle activation technique, which sometimes called MAT. And MET was a, pro- a process developed by Greg Roscoff. It's a very specific hands-on um, um, technique that utilizes an assessment tool and then de- discovers where there's muscle weakness and then goes in and, and activates those muscles. Okay. And Eric would do that on me, on my neck and in different areas of my body. And he, all the time, it would just work. He's the only person that I've ever known that could not only make me feel better, but then make me stronger, if that makes sense to you. Right. And so anyways, after this whole episode with my back right around the age of 45, I decided there has got to be a better way. And I decided to go and start doing the MAT training uh, with Greg and, um, and got certified in their level one training. And during that process, I started asking the question, how can I integrate this with yoga? And, and so that's sort of how Ayama came about, Applied Yoga Anatomy and Muscle Activation. It's basically this integration of, of understanding what anatomy is. Most yoga teachers don't understand the human body. They think they do because they can talk about, you know, opening your hips, but opening your, you know, talking about opening your hips is not talking about anatomy. Right. Um, if that makes sense. Yes, <laughs> it, it makes perfect sense. Like there's so much more to the human anatomy than there is the, to just opening your hips. There really is. Exactly, exactly. So, um, so I started studying this and, and realized like I really wanted to integrate some of the principles of this into um, yoga, first of all, but also focus more on muscle activation. And, you know, the basic difference, the fundamental difference between sort of what I do and what a typical, you know, standard cut of, cut of you know, cut out 
um, yoga teacher does is that a cutout yoga teacher, if someone can't touch their toes, the cutout yoga teacher would say, oh, you have tight hamstrings. So if you bend over, you can't touch your toes, you can't, you can't, you, you've got tight hamstrings. And um, then what I do is I look at the opposite. What, what I do is I go, what muscles actually need to be activated? so that we can touch our toes. And mm -hmm. it's a very different paradigm because the muscles that need to be activated are often the muscles that need to shorten. And those muscles that need to shorten are the muscles in the front body. It's got nothing to do with the back body. Wow. It's a whole paradigm uh, shift. But it's, 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 a, it's an important one if we're going to start talking about stability in the body. And Greg always point, has this phrase that he coins that flexibility always leads to instability. And when there's instability, then we always have opportunity for injury. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I know that's right. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I, I completely get that. I completely get that. And that's from years of injury and insult to injury. Yes, I completely get it. So tell me how now this muscle activation. Sure. How long did it take you to get you said you went and got certified in that? Yes. How long did it take you to get certified in that? Um, it was about a, it would have been about a year process, but because COVID hit, it ended up being about a year and a half, almost okay. two years, um, but which was fine um, because then it made me kind of ha open up more doorways of study, experimentation, um, et cetera. So, but that, but that training is not what I do. I want to be very clear that what I do is related to yoga. What Greg is teaching is MAT, and what I've taken is some of the concepts of that and brought it into a yoga, which I'm calling a yama, applied yoga anatomy and muscle activation. And integrated it. Sure, integrated sure. It. Yeah. So is this... So is, you as a, is, is, I just want to say that you as a massage therapist may be interested to go and do his training because it is light years ahead of what anybody is doing, as far as I'm concerned. Um, in the market and, and, and what Greg is teaching and what Greg puts into practice is one of the only modalities I've ever seen that actually works and sticks in a very profound way. And so. that's actually part of why I had asked because it's actually something that I, and I don't know if it's because I'm from small town USA, Wisconsin, or if it's, you know, I, I was going to ask, you know, how common is this practice? You know, where is it? I'm mind blown at this. It makes perfect sense when you explain it and you break it down. But I was like, how common is this? Where can I find this? We want more of this. This makes sense. Why are we not hearing more of it? This should be everywhere. This should be in every, you know, yoga studio, massage therapy studio. It should be in every chiropractic office. This is amazing. I, I absolutely love what I'm hearing how do people find this kind of practice, whether it's integrated into yoga or massage therapy or chiropractic? Where do people find practice like this? Well, the first step I would suggest, to be honest, is to go um, and listen to my podcast called Stop Stretching. Okay. Um, 
And I would strongly recommend there for two reasons. One, because I break it down in a really beautiful way. Um, I have um, quotes from Greg uh, that are on there, and he explains in great detail why, you know, muscle activation works. Um, and then, of course, there's a lot of links into, into that. Um, and then the second thing that they can do is just go to my website and, and check out, you know, more detailed stuff. Um, but one of the things I wanted to comment on was you're, you're asking me, why isn't this more out there? Because you, you know, and without kind of getting political (laughs) or religious, we say that when, when a certain group of the population has a belief in a truism, um, and we can think back to, you know, I believe it was, uh, Galileo that said, you know, no, the earth is round and revolves around the sun, the sun, you know, and, and of course he got, you know, one of those guys got burned at the stake for it. And so whenever anybody comes up with a truism, um, that goes against the grain, then we, you know, it's really hard to break through it. And, And I've decided at the beginning of this year, I was kind of sitting on that question of like, do I just keep what I know to myself and just keep it within my, you know, sphere of practice? Or do I actually start to break through the ice and and put it out there and what i've come to the conclusion is like no this is my dharma you know um and and it's not just you know there's this quote there's this kind of quote out there like you've got to speak your truth i think when people say that what they really mean to say is like you should say you know speak your feelings and 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 but in this case it is a it is really speaking truth because you know, we can test muscle function. You asked me earlier about the science of it, which is fascinating, that when we when we do a stretch, like if we test a muscle, we get that muscle strong, and then we go and do a stretch. <laughs> let's let's give one of the most basic yoga poses out there, child's pose. Yes. If we if we get a person's glutes really strong and stable, and then we go and do child's pose for 30 seconds and we come back and we test those glutes again you know what those glutes are going to test weak and and then we look at one of the number one disabilities in the world um, which is lower back pain well if if the glutes are responsible for having a strong and healthy back you know maybe we shouldn't be doing child's pose but if you say that to yoga teachers oh my God. Right. They're going to crucify you. <laughs> They're going to lose their ever-loving minds. Absolutely. They really will. Yes. And and so yoga teachers don't want to hear things that they don't want to hear, like, a lot of truisms in terms of, like, what... And, and I always say to them, like, well, wouldn't you want to know if you're hurting your students? Well, I'm not hurting your students. How dare you challenge my integrity? Yes. I, it's got nothing to do with your integrity. The fact of the matter is now you know that this is hurting people. Oh, but I don't want to hear it. And so there's immediately this metaphorical, like, I'm going to cover my ears and cover my eyes until yes. I you know, until you go away, because I don't want to know. Absolutely. Absolutely. That makes sense. That does make sense. In in the end, I mean, if I were, if I were a yoga instructor and and that was how I made my living and somebody were telling me, Hey, you're hurting your students. I, I guess I would kind of be, I, 
I understand. But at the same time, I wouldn't want to hurt my students. <laughs> so it, it's hard, you know, when I, a few years before I told you about my, my back incident, a few years even before that, I started, there was little lights that started going off and I started thinking like, I don't think I should teach stretching anymore. And I'll tell you that it was scary because every time I answered that, asked that question, it was like, what am I going to teach if I'm not teaching stretching? Right. And it, and it took it, it. I had to make that leap of faith. I had to take that, um, that step into, well, what am I really teaching? And once I answered those two, once I answered that question, what am I really teaching? I'm teaching people how to remove suffering in the mind and how to, so that they can manifest and live their life purpose. The only way that we can do that is by becoming stable in the body. If we don't have stability, we don't have anything, you know, Absolutely. and that's true in, in yoga. It's true in physiology. It's, it's just true that you, yes. you have to have stability in order for yourself to kind of feel stronger in life. And so once I answered that question, it was, a, it, but it took me a while. So I'm, as much as I'm making fun of yoga teachers right now, like, I can make fun of it because I was there for so many years, like a asking that question, what am I going to teach if I'm not teaching stretching? For sure. No. And you know, it, I, I, I suppose to the, to the yoga world, it's almost a harsher blow coming from someone who's, who's in the industry itself, but I respect it more coming from somebody who's, within that circle you know it i i have so much respect for for where you're coming from what you're saying what you're doing um one more time where can my audience find more of you from you more on this technique more of what you do and of course everybody don't forget as always i will drop all of his links in the in the description box below um i would the best place to go is my website which okay. is yogiaaron.com so just yogiaaron.com all the links to my podcast and my I'm actually just launching a book right now um, which is Ooh. called Stop Stretching A New Yogic Approach to Mastering Your Body and Live Pain Free so that's coming wonderful. out right now on Amazon. So I'm very excited about that. Wonderful. Congratulations. I cannot wait to read it. Is that going to be, is that going to be a physical copy? Is that going to be, is that. Well, you can get it on Kindle wonderful. and you can get it on, um, you know, paperback as well. One awesome. of the great things about this book, which I really am excited about is I worked with an artist uh, so all of the artwork, there's about 140 drawings in the book, and each of those drawings are original artwork. Um, there's oh. anatomy stuff. There's you know there's four sequences at the end of the book to help people start living a pain free life, and um, so there's things that people can actually start putting into practice. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. I cannot wait to see it. Do you have any words of wisdom or advice for our audience before we close up for the day? Oh, my Lord. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one, of the, one of the questions that I ask people a lot is like, who are you without your pain? 
And so many of us have become attached to our pain. So many of us cling to our pain. And, you know, it's not a matter of a right or wrong, you know, question. It's not, it's not like you're a bad person or a good person either way. It's not that kind of question. The question is like, you know, if, if we're in pain, like me and my back pain, and I started to believe that that pain was, was a makeup of my identity. Like that, that pain became part of my identity. Like, Oh, there's Aaron and he's got neck pain, back pain and knee pain. And, and so one of the questions I had to ask myself a lot was who am I without my pain? Like, that's who I want to blossom. That's who I want to be in this world. Right. And, And so I would, I always invite people like to ask that question and, and, and are you willing to let go of that pain? Like, like mentally, this is a mental yes. detachment because, you know, some of us have to live with pain, but I would also say, maybe we don't, maybe, maybe there's another solution and t- from, take it from somebody who's, who's had to work through it a lot in their life. Um, and even broken their leg, you know, in the late mountains <laughs> and, yeah. and that, that you that you, there's an answer out there and I pray that you find it because it is there. And once you once you get over that hurdle, once you get over that hump of pain, that life just opens up for you in a much easier way so that you can manifest and live your life purpose. Absolutely. I love it. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for joining us today. It has been a pleasure. And uh, for all of our unladies, ladies, gentlemen alike, thank you for tuning in. As you know, I love y'all fiercely.